Hello, interview listeners. It's Jill, your host, with a quick reminder. The topics discussed on this podcast span artistic, intuitive, spiritual, and holistic awareness for both people and animals. Information shared should not replace medical, psychological, or veterinary care. This applies to myself, co-hosts, and guests on the show. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I give advice I'm not trained to offer. Please seek the appropriate help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. hear spirit calling? I'm Jill and this is my intuitively guided podcast where all things spiritual, creatively mix and mingle. As an artistic mystic, we'll talk about everything from Reiki to writing, art to angels, earth wisdom to meditation, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me for another inspired conversation. Welcome to this very special pre-recorded episode with author and intuitive Liz Peterson. I got to sit down with Liz to talk about her best-selling book, Mom Died Last Night, My Shared Death Experience, a memoir of death, grief, and afterlife communication. Liz is a seer, seeker, and spiritual coach. She's a Reiki practitioner, oracle reader, and has a podcast called Raise the Vibe with Liz. So sit back, relax, and lean into this very poignant episode about life, death, and the afterlife with Liz Peterson. Thank you so much, Liz, for being here today with me. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. It's a pleasure to be on your show. It could not have been more synchronicitous because I myself lost my mom and I'm now just learning what it's like to live without her. I found your book, Liz at the time we scheduled this and feel as though both my mom and your mom would be a part of this day. Do you feel that in a way the grief journey is equally as important as a way to honor our loved ones? Yes, I really wanted to honor my mother. After she passed away, I set up a little altar with her picture and a candle and would continue to talk to her and try to maintain that connection. I was gifted afterlife communication with my mother, which was a gift for me in my grieving process. And I feel like, as you said before we started the podcast, I really felt like my mother was on my shoulder. She was with me and guiding me through my grief and wanted to let me know she was still with me and very much present in my life. And it really did ease my grief to feel like she was still with me after that huge loss I was not emotionally prepared for. Right. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Anybody who loses somebody, it's deep. It's multi-layered. I think for women who lose their moms, it's a very special relationship. It's so hard to put into words just how much they were a part of every stinking moment of our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly. And when they're not there to simply vent to, that's the first shock. But there's many aftershocks after you lose somebody. 
However, I would love to start out with hearing about your story, who you are, and how you got into your intuition journey, your spiritual path, and where did it all begin? Oh, thank you for asking, Jill. Very young. I was always a very sensitive child. I could see spirit. About eight or nine years old, I did turn that ability off. I could still feel them. But at that point in my life, it was too scary for me to experience the visual aspect of seeing them. So I shut that down. It kicked back on later going through teen years. I was always very clear cognizant, which is clear knowing I would feel things. I could see things in my mind. I did go off on a track. I'm going to say really my mother's dream. And then after a car accident and having to move home from California, it kickstarted, who am I? Who do I want to be? Which direction am I going to go in? That led to massage school. My massage school teacher was a polarity therapy instructor and a shaman. So instead of finishing the massage program, I did the shamanism training. I did the polarity therapy. And then several years later, found my four-year program when I moved to Washington State which was very much around that energetic healing, Barbara Brennan's work. I got my Reiki master there. We did a lot of childhood healing, childhood wounding. 30 years ago, it's been now, and it's been a beautiful process. All of those things I did taught me who I was and how my abilities worked and how I could use them to help others. And then this huge trust journey, I went on in trusting myself. Because I would be in class and have people go, how did you know that? And I'd be like, I just knew. But then I needed to learn how to trust myself. Is this theirs? I'm getting this intuition, this gut feeling, this thought idea. Can I trust that? Do I follow through with it? I still to this day will get an idea of take this on your trip or do that and not follow through. <laughs> and, and I'm going, Liz, how many years have you been doing this? <laughs> So it really was a journey to learning how to trust myself. And I very much did use all of my tips, tools, and training to navigate my marriage, raising children, the losses I experienced. It was very pivotal for me to have my toolkit, I like to say. Did being a spiritual coach help to hone that? It really did. Becoming a spiritual coach was a process for me in going through my own adversity to experience all of those initiations, I like to call them, where we go through something difficult. I had a house fire in 2011, went through a divorce beginning um, in 2018. And those pivotal times in our lives, I call them initiation processes, takes us into self-discovery, self-development, witnessing ourselves, how do we function? And by doing that and living it and going through my dark nights, it helped me to come to a place of empowerment. Then I wanted to step out and empower others in my coaching. How would you describe intuition? And what are some practical tips to awaken your own intuition and learn how to trust it? Would there be some practical things that you could share with the listeners? Definitely. Intuition is your inner knowing. We're all born with it. This inner GPS we can use to navigate our life. 
I think years and years ago, we were all taught in our tribes and our communities to tap into this so we could have a awareness of more than just the surface level of experiencing and go within. And we're not taught that anymore. I think it's coming back, which is really a gift. I'm going to say to the whole collective, the whole world, we have this inner sight when we're clairsentient, when we start feeling something in our body, we may have a friend come up to us and talk about their knee pain and we might feel it in our body. That's clairsentience. We might be having a friend on the telephone and they're telling us about their story and we're visually seeing what they have been experiencing. That's clairvoyance. And then clairaudience, where we get those messages like, I was driving across the bridge in late 2017, home from my yoga meditation course and heard, are you ready? And then had my whole life fall apart so I could rebuild it again. But it's those moments where we hear things or see things or feel things, that inner instinct. And we can really hone those. I had this thought. And then when I hung out with my girlfriend for tea, that's what she was experiencing. It's this pre-knowing of what's going to happen in our life. We even do that with dreaming. A lot of people dream what's going to happen in the future, those pre-cognitive dreams. We can keep a dream journal and write down all of our dreams and see how are they reflecting my life right now? And also, am I dreaming of things that are going to happen? Did I have a dream of this house that I was going to move into in two months? It shows up in many different ways. So I would say keeping a journal is one of the biggest things that you can do to track your awareness, because I think awareness is everything. It's key to learning who you are and bringing awareness back and tracking how do I receive information. Could you talk about the messages you received from your mom and how that helped you define being really in line with your intuition? Oh, thank you, Jill. I love that question. Mom sent me so many beautiful gifts pretty much right off the bat. And it was amazing. My favorite one is the day after she passed, I'm sitting on the couch and there's light streaming in the window and the door that leads down to the basement was covered in sun. And I'm looking at my journal and I'm jotting things down and something catches my eye and there is a hummingbird shadow on the door. It was amazing. Hummingbirds were my mom's favorite bird. I discussed with my mother if and when she passed away that she could send me signs. I would know it was her. And I definitely knew by this hummingbird shadow being on the door in front of me, this was her saying, Hey, it's me. I'm still around. This is how I'm going to show you. And I hadn't even put up my hummingbird feeders yet. It was amazing. I had just moved a couple of weeks before and it was just fantastic to have that message. I also had flickering lights going on. My printer would cycle at 3, 3.30 in the morning. Bubbles would rise up in my water system that I had at the time many, many things, butterflies, hummingbirds, dragonflies. I found feathers everywhere. Feathers are one of the main ways our loved ones communicate from the other side and also angels and spirit guides. And then we have those sweet things where we have dream visitations, our parents or loved ones coming into our dreams in different ways. 
mom would come in and just sit kind of in the background of my dreams, which was really funny, almost like she was observing the dream. There really was a gift to have those signs for mom and to know she wanted to communicate with me and let me know life does go on after we die. And I would say I'm pretty much still in my healing process. It's not as hard as it was in those early stages. When I wrote the book that first three months, someone I interviewed, Jen Cormier, calls it the acute stage of grief. Seeing her picture now, when I pass by her picture on the fridge, it's like, hi, mom, how are you doing? There's a fractal of you that's still with me and you're supporting me. And I have a lot of gratitude for that. And I'm also grateful. I've been able to sit with my grief. I've been able to nurture myself through my process and do those things I needed to get to that place of acceptance. As I like to say, holding grief's hand. How did you find the time or did you find the time for self-care either spiritually or physically? What did you do to salt and pepper the time frame of grieving? I really took the time and opportunity to grieve. I realized our society isn't set up for grieving. I think it's getting better now, but I really made the time. I didn't schedule my podcast recordings or clients if I felt like I didn't have the energy to do it. I really went within and looked at what's my energy level? What do I need today? A good friend of mine, right after my mother passed, said, what are you going to do for yourself today? And I carried that forward in my life, whether making sure I made myself a cup of tea, making sure I took time to rest. It's almost easier to help other people than help yourself, right? Yes. I have to remind myself all the time, Liz, you have this toolkit you have access to. Remember, you can use these tools for yourself too. But my mother's passing triggered an inner knowing, yes, it is real. Yes, it is happening. Yes, I can do this. When I'm doing a reading for someone, when that person is stepping forward, I can feel it just a little bit more like it's enhanced. And as we mature, our gifts mature, that old saying, with age comes wisdom, also relates to our psychic abilities too. Through tough times, you do learn which Claire comes in stronger than another one. Would you say Claire audience for you is more pronounced than the others? 2017 really kicked off knowing of my Claire audience. It wasn't that prominent as clairvoyance was or claircognizance was or clairsentience. Since that experience and since mom passing away, I really do pay attention to my Claire audience a little bit more. And as I'm working on my clients, I had a client on the healing table a couple of days ago. I got out the psychic surgeons and the benevolent healers and they got out the vacuum and out of the body. And I could hear thud, thud, thud as it's going through the tube of the vacuum. It was really fascinating. Do you think more and more people are experiencing these kinds of abilities? With lockdown and everything in 2020, I really feel was a huge shift and a global awakening for everyone. What that did was force everybody into difficulty. 
And when we're faced with adversity, that turns on our personal growth buttons. Without anything happening in our life, we would never move forward. And not only did it change a lot of people's perspectives, but it also opened up a huge awakening for everybody. Have you noticed that your sessions with people have changed just in the last couple of years because of that shift? Yes, 100%. Where mm-hmm. I was looking at just the basic seven layers of the field, now layer eight and nine are opening up. I'm seeing people asking more questions, whether it's experiencing your soul outside of your body or all of a sudden you're seeing things or having dreams or you're waking up at 3 a.m., whatever it may be, 100% all of my clients are shifting. For your oracle readings, do you use cards with that? I mainly use claircognizance, which is clear knowing, and my clairvoyance, which is the clear seeing. So they ask me a question or I sit in their energy and I start seeing things and describing what I'm seeing. And then I use oracle cards to validate what I'm saying or take me in a different direction. When you go back in your journey years prior to everything coming in focus for you, what was it in the metaphysical field that really drew you as a younger person to understanding the levels of yourself? Oh my gosh, as a child, I was attracted to books about hauntings and ghosts and UFOs, anything that had to do with sci-fi or paranormal or metaphysical. I was just naturally drawn to it to feel like I had a place in the world, actually, because where I grew up, I really didn't feel like I fit in. Hence, moving all the way from Maryland to Southern California after graduation, step outside of the box and do a little bit of growing up and seeing what the rest of the world was like. I very much was attracted to everything metaphysical because I was feeling it inside of me and I was looking for answers. It's funny. You go back. Where did it all begin? Life is way more than we can see. Is there something you do every day that helps to keep your intuition growing? Pay attention. That is a great question. Set your intention to pay attention to everything you are receiving. Would you agree keeping your vibration high through laughter and not taking things so seriously? Yes. If we're feeling anxiety or depression, or we're finding we're really sad because of our losses, we can turn on comedy. My kids and I did this thing when I was going through the divorce where we would tell each other jokes. Hey, did you hear a joke at school? Or, hey, I went online and I found this great joke. I think laughter and finding joy in life really lifts up our energies, lifts up our vibration and pulls us out of whatever we're experiencing, definitely a tool for bringing more joy and bliss into our lives. And to not feel guilty about it, right? To feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be happy right now or laugh to get out of the depths of despair. So yeah, to not feel guilty about it. Right. We all get to have all of the emotions all at once. We don't have to feel guilt about that you know, moment of joy and moment of bliss when we're also in the grieving process or feeling sad or depressed about anything. We get to have the full spectrum of life. I like to say I'm holding multiple different things. Like I might be holding my grief, but I'm also holding the joy of, I just published a podcast and I had a great time or 
boy, that healing was fantastic. I really have gratitude for the work that I do in the world. Aside from the personal stuff we go through, our grief journeys and loss and all of the, the really heavy things, how do you maneuver through not letting the outside world's chaos interfere with your spiritual life? That's tricky. And it's been a life's work in progress for me because I am very sensitive. I receive information all the time. I used to joke. I wished I had one of those pods I could crawl into. So I didn't get any information for a while, but that's not the case. One of the only ways I can turn off is watching a little bit of TV, but I also have some tips and tools that I've gained over the years. And some of these came naturally as a child where I was able to go into a mall and single focus on a clothes rack. So I find if I can get my mind to single focus on something, I can disconnect from everything else. If I'm out for a walk and I just want to turn off my skills, I single focus. I'll watch the ground. I'll pay attention to my dog. I'll try to do a walking meditation. I have a couple of practices at night where I'll set an intention or verbally say out loud, I need a good night's sleep tonight. Don't wake me up at three. No communicating with me in my dreams. I need rest. Just a simple ask of the universe. Don't bother me while I'm sleeping tonight. I need to catch up on sleep. I definitely agree. Setting boundaries is so important with personal life and work life. Which brings me to, do you have anything happening right now that you'd like to talk about? Any online offerings or in-person activities? I am doing local things right now in Tacoma, Washington. I do um, psychic readings at Crescent Moon Gifts on Tuesdays in Tacoma, and I'm starting to run classes there. I am going to start running classes online again. I do those through Eventbrite, so be on the lookout for those. And it can be found on my website, raisethevibewithliz.com, under my events page. I'm also starting to run a psychic circle every other Tuesday in Tacoma, Washington, and I'm going to be taking that online. That sounds really great. I'll have to check those out. I also just really need to let the listeners know about your book again. And also, if you are going to be writing another book, do you have anything in the works for something coming? I do have a few books in the works. I have uh, one based on my healing process post-divorce and becoming more of an empowered woman. Oh my gosh, that sounds really great. You know, since we're talking about moms, goddess energy, feminine power, because yes, 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 we need more of it. I thought it might be nice to share a memory with your mom as we part ways today, either a fun one or a poignant one. I'll go first. Okay. One of the things that she used to do with me as a kid would spontaneously ask me, hey, do you want to go get something to eat? And I'd be like, yeah, let's go. And we would always go to this place to get a chimichanga. And we'd have great conversation. We'd laugh. It was just always a good time. And that memory came to me right before this interview. And I could hear her voice sort of like say, hey, remember that? I love that so much. And the first thing I went to was a memory both of us loved. My mom followed me over to Paulsville, Washington and lived in Suquamish about 10 minutes away from my house. And I would call her all the time when the kids were little and say, hey, let's go to Silverdale or let's take the kids to the beach or let's take the kids to the lake. It was that spontaneous phone call I loved the most. Being able to call her and say, hey, do you want to go over here? I think that is by far 
aside from all of the beautiful memories of mom teaching dance all those years is the spontaneity that we had where I could just call her and she was right there, ready to go, whatever adventure we spontaneously wanted to do. Thanks for sharing. I think that is such a great place to end our episode today and just lean into our moms, right? And thank them for everything they've always done for us and still do. And thank you for asking me to share a memory. That was beautiful. And she's right here with me, you know, sharing. Yes. Gotta love the moms wanting to be heard. I love it so much. Well, thanks for being here today with me, Liz. Could you let everybody know how they can best reach you? Yes. Thank you, Jill. Everybody can find me at raisethevibewithliz.com. Thank you to everyone who's rated, reviewed, and follows the show. And if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. I really appreciate your support. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, check out spiritchi.org for my earth wisdom workshops, agilloriginal.com for my hand-drawn pet portraits and more, and hellointerview.com for podcast updates. Remember, new episodes of Hello Interview drop every Wednesday. Until then, let your love light shine, everybody. Bye.